As they discuss the latest news and rumors in all forms of entertainment. Each week, they break down everything from movies and TV shows. Check out the big brain on Brad. To professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. If you're not down with that, we got two work for ya. It's the Never Submit Podcast. Podcast. Hasta la vista, baby. And it's happening right now. Now. Game over. And we are back after a month and a half being away. This is the Never Submit Podcast. I'm Matt Chicago, joined by Mike Moten, Joshua Hall, and Sean Waters. And guys, we're, we're, we're back. We took, like I said, a month and a half off. We had to take care of some things. Everything is kind of smoothed over. The dust is settled. We're back. We were going to come back with the top five uh, feature films of 2017 so far. But we're going to go ahead and hold that over to next next week, the next show. Not going to be a month and a half, so don't worry, guys. We're back to the normal schedule. Um, the reason why we're not coming back with that big bang of, of, of the uh, podcast of the top five 2017 films so far is because this is the 10-year anniversary um, of the Chris Benoit double murder-suicide where Chris Benoit, WWE wrestler... Uh, murdered his wife and his uh, seven-year-old son Daniel. So, because it's the ten-year anniversary, and it made such a, a shocking, um, it was such a shocking event for the world of wrestling that it is uh, still to this day still felt ten years later in the WWE. Crispin Wall still is not mentioned in programming. He basically does not exist. There's a lot of stuff that's carried over. So we thought that it'd be kind of uh, suitable to discuss ten the ten years later, and then we'll get back into the swing of things next week with our normal programming. Um, 
with that said, real quick, if you're listening to this and maybe you're a movie fan, you're not a wrestling fan, you have no idea who or what I'm talking about, I'm going to briefly just kind of go over some quick details, okay? So over a three-day period between June 22nd and June 25th of 2007, Chris Benoit, he's a 40, he was a 40-year-old WWE professional wrestler, killed his wife, Nancy Benoit, and then strangled his seven-year-old son, Daniel, uh, Daniel, before hanging himself. Now, the autopsy showed that Chris Benoit's wife, Nancy, was murdered first. She was bound at her feet and her wrists, and she died of asphyxiation on Friday. Nancy was found wrapped in a towel of blood under her head. Um, there was signs of a struggle, according to the district attorney in Fayette County. Their son, Daniel, died also asphyxiation. He was apparently killed Saturday morning. So the next morning, he was killed in his bed. Um, a Bible was laid next to his his dead body. And then on Sunday, so the following day, Chris Benoit committed suicide in his weight room. He hung himself and broke his neck. That's kind of what happened. There was a lot of speculation as far as the motives from roid rage to the con- concussion syndrome to conspiracies that B- Chris Benoit did not do this, that uh, there was some sort of uh, elaborate frame job, a lot of stuff going on. We're going to talk about all that, but just for your listening, you have no idea what we're talking about. That's basically the situation. Um, Chris Benoit, because of this, was completely written off of WWE programming. He has not been mentioned since. He uh, his basically uh, does not exist in the world of professional wrestling and WWE. With that said, we're going to go ahead and jump in. We've got, we've got an hour conversation here. Just just whatever it takes us. There's no format, no, no structure here. Um, Josh, it was, was your idea to talk about this, which I think is a great idea. So I'm going to let you take it from here and direct our conversation wherever you want to take it. Whoa, whoa, I was the one that mentioned uh, it. Oh, yeah. My bad, my I'm bad. <laughs> my bad, man. I, I, I'm, I'm a little rusty. It's been a month and a half. I did actually make a note that Josh well, did it, so I'm, I don't I'm know always, why. I'm always... I'm always happy to steal someone's credit. <laughs> right. I'll start off. <laughs> Sean's like, no, you are not taking my credit. I mentioned this. But no. You know, it's kind of funny. I, I actually wrote down Josh for some reason. I have no idea why. But um, so anyway, so correction, Sean, <laughs> you are the one that brought to our attention. I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm rusty. It's been a month and a half of no podcasting. And, no, no worries. Man. No, no worries. So, Sean. <laughs> so, Josh, you be quiet. Now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sean, you, you brought to our attention, so you better have something. And you corrected me, so you better have a good topic to start us off with. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The pressure is on now, Sean. Go ahead and take us where you want to take the conversation, Sean. Well, man, I mean, first off, man, 10 years. I, I mean... That, that's just weird to say and like man mm-hmm. when you were just describing what happened it's still surreal to me to this day to listen to that mm-hmm. because you know the last time we saw Chris Benoit on TV you know he was a, re- a well respected wrestler and all of a sudden you just heard about this and I still remember exactly where I was when I heard it um, Matt I was actually uh, we were at NCO when we heard it mm-hmm. and um I remember my daughter's mom at the time, she didn't work my shift, so she would watch Raw, and I would kind of call her about the results. And she told me Chris Benoit died. And I didn't know this until I just kind of remembered what I was thinking that day, because that was supposed to be a Raw for about, you know, because Vince McMahon, quote-unquote, died or whatever, the character. Mm -hmm. So 
at first, my initial reaction when she told me Chris and Wong died was not not that it's real. I'm like, man, they're going to go with this horrible storyline where it's actually Chris Benoit or something like that. And then she told me, no, he he, this is a story. He he, they found his family dead, and I was jaw dropped. You, you know, just couldn't believe it. And um, I actually remember, Matt. I think you had a picture of Benoit and Guerrero celebrating. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, that's how I was, you know, that's like one of the things I remember. And my first reaction when they said they found his family, and probably like most people, was carbon monoxide poisoning. I didn't, not one time, and I think we may have even said that, Matt. Like, I think we were like, man, like, what could cause that? Like, it had to be, like, carbon monoxide or something. Yeah, absolutely. Not, yeah. not, not one time did what he did enter my head. I mean, not one time. And I remember uh, coming home, going on the internet, and then all of a sudden, like, there's a a developing story about what really happened. And I just remembered again, I was just in shock. I mean, you know, I'm just like, there's just no way he could have done this. And, like, the evidence just became astronomical. And, I mean, then Vince McMahon said, we'll never uh, discuss Benoit. They did the Raw before where they dedicated the whole show to him and you know to this day you know 10 years later i'm still in shock i mean just the way you just described it what happened matt it's still like man that was that was christian mom like it's just insane to think of you know and um yeah i mean here we are 10 years later it's still still a subject among the wrestling community um you know, a lot of stuff came of it, such as, um, in my opinion, I think their drug, the WWE wellness policy, they're a little bit more strict on it, I believe, and also uh, the concussion syndrome, kind of like, you know, like Daniel Bryan, for example, is a great example. You, you know, he had to retire because of excessive amounts of concussions. Um, the question could be asked, would that have happened if, you know, the Benoit tragedy didn't happen? So... A lot of it came of it, you know, to this day, there's debates, should he or should he not be in the Hall of Fame? I personally don't think he should. Um, I'm, and I'm not a fan of people who don't get their recognition recognized um, because of something that they did that they disagreed with. But I mean, this one was pretty major. I just, as a father, cannot, I can't even fathom you know, taking the life of my own child, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think the other thing that bothers us about it is we'll never know what he was thinking or what happened. We just know the end cause of it. We don't know what caused it, what events led up to it. We, we don't know. And we'll never know, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think the sad thing about not knowing is like, I was um, doing a lot of research today before this podcast, as far as, not who brought the conversation to our attention, meaning it was Sean, not Josh, but <laughs> no, I, I did a lot of research on YouTube videos, and, and there's just so much, like I said, of conspiracies, but there's also a lot of uh, um, people that wonder why did the uh, the district attorney, uh, district attorney in uh, Fayette County, there was no real investigation to a lot of the um, things that happened that made the conspiracy theories. Like, for ex- just a couple examples, I'm not going to go like a Jesse Ventura's high rate here about conspiracies, but like certain text messages that came from Benoit's phone 
you know, hours, if not a day, after the coroner confirmed Benoit was dead. So, you know, how was he texting from a, from his phone when he's dead? Um, you know, 13 hours before they were found, somebody updated Nancy Benoit's uh, Wikipedia page and said that Nancy, yep. Daniel, and Chris Benoit were all, they're all dead. They were killed. But yet, their bodies hadn't been found yet. So there was a lot of things... That not saying these things say oh that's it Benoit's innocent, but the, the the thing that comes up to me is like you said we will never know over that three day period what happened, and it was the job of the police department to to you know put the pieces together, you know how did somebody update Wikipedia that, that these guys were dead when the police hadn't even found the bodies yet. Uh, how, how how did Benoit send text messages after he's supposedly dead? Like, these are things that, you know, questions that should have been answered. Um, and the police department should have given, you know, a, a an outline of, okay, this is what happened to the best of their ability during that three-day period to at least give some people, you know, that were close situation or even just wrestling fans or just anybody in general closure to the situation. Instead, you're left with this unknown this this emptiness of like what the hell happened in that house over these three days that you know because you listen to a chris jericho or chava guerrero and they say how like chris benoit was the nicest guy that they 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 knew and if they had to go out town and leave their kids with anybody it would have been chris benoit and yet he killed his supposedly allegedly whatever killed his seven-year-old son so it's just it's so crazy there's so many unanswered things and uh, and then of course the hall of fame obviously something that you mentioned and we'll get into that as well but 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 josh i'm gonna jump over to you um and, and she can give us us your thoughts and where were you when you found out about the uh, the double murder suicide from chris benoit Oh, the same about Austin? No, I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, you son um, of a bitch. So, <laughs> no, um, I was, I, it was my first year living in L.A., actually. And, I yeah, actually, my wrestling habits started to really slow down. I wasn't watching Raw as, you know, as frankly as I once was. Um, but I actually got a text message from a buddy here in Wisconsin. And he actually sent a, like a, a, a math text to a handful of people that Chris Benoit has passed away. And so it was weird because I got a similar text two years prior when Eddie Guerrero died. So that's how I knew this was legit. And it was like, wow, what the fuck happened? So it was just like, I thought, oh, maybe it was a car accident, maybe it was a freak accident or something like that. But I thought it was really weird. Um, yeah, and then as time progressed, you know, you find out about the whole murders and shit like that and all that all that type of stuff. But yeah, I mean I was I was in LA. I was I just started a job and then I was going to the gym, I think. And probably just, you know, of course you were I'm settling in Yeah. <laughs> and I was just settling in for the evening. Uh, so yeah, but I just hanging out and that's when I got the news that Benoit had passed away and yeah it was the same time McMahon was doing the whole death thing uh, for his storyline which I thought was really silly the way McMahon died in the limousine with the explosion it was like a cartoony right. diehard kind of thing it was really dumb but um yeah that's when I found out about it but I I do think I, I do think about the interviews. Um, and I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here, but I mean, I do think about the interviews. But like, you know, he has Jericho and, and a few others. Mm-hmm. Almost they interviewed almost 
every wrestler you could think of when the whole thing went down. And the one thing I do remember, though, is there was, you know, and as I say this, obviously none of us in this show have ever met Chris Benoit or anybody around him and shit like that, but I, I did hear some interviews from other guys that did say Benoit did have a mean streak. He did have, he was kind of a hothead. Um, the Miz, which I can kind of relate to, um, because the Miz has this kind of certain personality that can kind of easily tip certain people off. And there were, Miz told a couple of stories and how like Benoit would get fucking pissed off at him and he would toss his furniture out of the locker room, kick him out of the locker room and shit like that. And, you know, certain things. And that that is an old school wrestling mentality and shit like that. <clears throat> but I remember the Miz talking about that on Jericho's podcast and saying how Benoit would kind of like, you know, not, maybe not so far as bullying him, but, you know, kind of rough him up a little bit. And so I do think about things like that where, okay, so there there were signs and maybe some uh, old stories of Benoit, you know, losing his shit a little bit. You know, if, if you get, get on his bad side, he could really turn into a monster. Yeah, and when he's at home, you turn up the volume a little bit, you, you crank the shit, you crank the voltage, and yeah, he turns into fucking Godzilla. Um, it's very unfortunate that it would have happened. At the end of the day... You don't know what what the guy was like when the when the doors were closed. He he probably could have been a monster. He probably could have been a real hothead, and just a, maybe a real arrogant dude. Maybe he was really jealous. And there was also stories where he was like he loved his little boy, but he was also really disappointed that the boy had a growth disability. And there was a lot of things he was trying to treat him on. So there's a lot of shit that we just don't know. None of us were there and. It's almost like you compare it to the OJ thing, where as time progresses, you learn more stuff as time progresses, more stuff comes out in the open and stuff like that. That's real sad. Well, Josh, what do you, what do you say about the Hall of Fame? Do you think that we uh, separate the two, personal and uh, business, or is they all together because of how heinous the act is, or... What do you think? Does he go in at some point? Or not only does he go in, because no. we know Vince won't put him in, but let me correct that and say, do you think he should go in? He obviously will not go in, but do you think he should go in? Or no? Nah. Nah. There, there's no getting past murder. There, there, yes, you don't. You don't You don't get past, you know, killing, especially a kid mm-hmm. um, who I think was 10 years old at the time. Yeah, you... There's no game. Family, that. you know, he not is. just murder your family, you know, your immediate family. Mm-hmm. Not just that, though. He had two previous kids from a previous relationship that I think they lived in Canada. So you're, you, you know, I'm sure that they're okay now, but at the time, you probably left them in turmoil. Be like, holy fuck, my dad did that? Mm-hmm. Fuck, man. There's a bunch of walls. Oh, there's still. David. Benoit is actually like Chris Jericho kind of keeps tabs on David Benoit who it's, it's uncanny how much he looks like Chris but like he has to keep a little profile like he wants to be a wrestler but because of what happened he doesn't the error like that no one is yeah. willing to give him a chance and that's it I mean that's that's a debate all in itself I mean mm-hmm. that I can see both sides like yeah you shouldn't be judged by your father but when you look so much like him and your last name is Benoit I mean unfortunately this is what he's gonna. Chris Benoit is going to be associated with this forever. You know. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, 
non-wrestling fans, you'll never say, oh, former world champion, blah, 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 but it's, oh, double murder, suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could he could switch it up. I mean, you know, when Dustin Rhodes came up to WWE as Goldust in the nineties, I mean, I didn't I didn't have a clue. Well, that's a little different, yeah, though. <laughs> that's because he was Dusty. Yeah, but I mean, he, he can come out as a whole new persona, change the last name, change the thing. I mean, to get a little creative if he if he's got it in him. That's the only that's the only bad thing about the Chris Benoit when when he was active. He wasn't really a character wrestler. He really was like a True. he looked like a brawler. Yeah, I think my worry about his son is we live in a social media where, he, like, I don't think WWE will ever hire him. But let's just say he does, and they totally change his name, his look, and everything. Now we live in the internet era that every that they can't hide that for long. Like it will come out, David Benoit. You know, and like I said, I'm not saying he deserves that but just in the, I, I just think in the society we live in now he's going to be judged based off what his father did and um, yeah I mean it, it, it would suck to be his kids right now to this day yeah. 10 years later what that would be unfortunate that would be so unfortunate Give him a, he deserves mm-hmm. a shot if every other wrestler kid you know especially most the majority of them suck ass you know like if they get an opportunity Especially on the big stage like Raw, he deserves one. You know, I mean, if he trains hard and keeps keeps up with his diets and all that good stuff, man, yeah, let, let him have an opportunity. That that wouldn't be fair. Especially Jericho, uh, Sean, like you mentioned, Jericho will probably you know get, put a, a good word in for him. And I'm sure Lance oh, Storm, yeah. Lance Storm is you know Lance Storm is a big trainer in Canada, so I'm sure they'll put a good word in for him and hey, give him a shot. All right. Well, Mike, what say you? Where were you when you found out about the Chris Benoit passing away? And then, uh, same thing. What are your thoughts ten years later? And should he go into the uh, Hall of Fame? Um, if I remember correctly, because I drank a lot, so you know, it's kind of, if I remember correctly, I believe I was at your house and we were watching Raw. When I actually, or it was like right before Raw. I think you might have told me, but I remember it was uh, at your apartment. The one uh, over on uh, Bina Terrace, is that what it was called? Bentera, mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe I was there, and uh, my reaction was like, wow, what the fuck? You know, I was just, I was blown away, you know, because, I mean, it wasn't too much, you know, I know they had the whole Vince thing going, but if, if I remember correctly, it wasn't, you know, uh, Eddie passed not too soon before that. In November. Yeah, so I mean, it just, you know, it it was kind of like reliving that all over again. And, you know, seeing the tributes and everything, it was like, oh, man, here we go again, you know? Fucking, I was just, ugh. It really blew me away because Chris Benoit, him and Sandman were my favorite ECW wrestlers. Now, for uh, those of you listening, when I say my favorite ECW wrestlers, I mean, uh, me and Matt actually used to watch ECW when it was ECW. We didn't pick up the uh, old tapes that were released afterwards or anything. <laughs> we watched it on the big fucking 20-foot satellite dish that uh, his dad had at the time. So, you know, him him and fucking, uh, him and Sandman were my favorite wrestlers. And, like, one of my my favorite ECW moment, and, God, it's going to sound sick, was when... Uh, Benoit fucking broke Sabu's neck. He threw him against the rope. 
fucking tossed him up and he came down like a gaber toss if you know what that is just tossed him up and uh sabu was standing straight came down was like almost like he dove head first on the canvas i mean it it devastated me um but then to hear how everything that happened was like ooh. i mean there's a part of me that's happy that he did get a tribute show but after you know after hearing like sean said i, I couldn't fathom killing my kid sometimes i want to beat the shit out of her don't get me wrong i have a 14 year old daughter you you'll get there sean trust me um yeah, i'm sure i will <laughs> but as killing <laughs> and it it just seems so like like you said matt and sean like the things that you know the never knowing like god i wish i knew why that way we could you know it's mm-hmm. like dude, that's why i hate when there's you know like fucking mass murders and then the killer kills himself because you know like you know how we feel about like right now we feel like damn we haven't gotten any closure as fans imagine how the family feels you know yeah. they'll never know why ever so like us as fans we're wondering them it's gotta be a million times worse and it sucks not having that closure as fans and you know not being able to put this to rest so, I mean, it's, I was so conflicted, you know, and uh, I make jokes here and there. Like, I have a real dark sense of humor, so, you know, yeah, I've used that meme before, I'm, or a motivational poster, I'm sure you guys have seen it, where it's a picture of Chris Benoit crying from when Eddie died, and then the, the motivational poster says they were supposed to tap. It's dark and sick, you know, I've used it, but, you know, in all actuality, you know, it is very sick, you know, and I... <laughs> I, I feel bad for the family, you know, that come across that, you know, every now and then. You know, it's horrible. As uh, as far as that, as him being in the Hall of Fame, like, it's a real... Like, I, I'm with Sean, you know, like, I don't believe, you know, like, uh, for instance, something that's been going on recently, the last two years, uh, NFL wide receiver Terrell Owens has mm-hmm. some of the greatest best stats ever. I think he's got like the third most touchdowns, second most receiving yards, and you know, like, he's top five or top three to top five in every major receiving category, but he was known as a locker room cancer. So, in two years in a row, they have not let him in the Hall of Fame, and this is the first time ever really in the NFL where off the field antics or whatnot keep you out of the Hall of Fame, and I think it's bullshit. But then again, you know, that's just, you know, him being an asshole in the locker room or whatnot or just being a distraction on the field or in the locker room, that's not murder. You know what I mean? Just like Pete Rose. I think Pete Rose should be able to get in the Hall of Fame. But still, you know, them old-time baseball people and writers are like, nope, he's not getting in. And all he did was gamble on some games. So, I mean, honestly, I you can't let him in. I mean, you... We can think about it as, you know, being fans of the wrestler Chris Benoit, we'd love to see him in there. But, I mean, what's more important, us getting the validation of Chris Benoit being put in the Hall of Fame? Could you imagine Nancy's family and, you know, friends and family seeing this man getting honored after that and people going up there talking about how great he was? I mean, just think about that. Someone murdered someone you loved. And then a global, you know, 
traded company, one of the biggest, most popular companies Good in the point. world, yeah. decides to honor them, oh, I would be infuriated. You know, so, I, I mean, as a wrestling fan, if I were to separate it, that, does he make it based on his credentials? Absolutely. You know, and I think us as wrestling fans understand and know that Benoit was Hall of Fame caliber. There's no doubt about it. He would have been a legend. You know, it's not like the whole Macho Man thing where it was just a personal vendetta. But, I mean, anyone who has an ounce of humanity, if there's anyone legitimately out there bitching that this is bullshit, Benoit should be in the Hall of Fame, you're fucking sick, and you should be fucking tested for any kind of mental illness, in my opinion. Because, I mean, just like, like I said, like... You know, I guess, uh, like, the best way to put it for you, Matt, imagine if someone killed your dog, and then they go on honoring him. Like, I'm sure if, uh, here's a question I can ask you, Matthew. Mm-hmm. It, let's say Michael Vick was a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, but then he got caught doing what he got caught doing. Would you be okay with him being put in the Hall of Fame? Uh... I don't know. I um, that's a, it is difficult because I see the thing that makes it difficult for me is, um, and and I'm not I'm not gonna get in a, a soapbox or, or preach to anybody, but I also I, I'm the kind of guy I always try to see the the good in everybody. For example, Michael Jackson was accused of child molestation, and I swore up and down. I don't have facts one way or the other, but I believed in my heart he was not guilty. Bill Cosby just went to trial for for all you know, uh, date raping or however they whatever legal term they want to use for Bill Cosby. What he did or did not do, whatever. I believed, and still to this day believe, Bill Cosby didn't do anything wrong. You know, Hulk Hogan fired from WWE for saying a, a racial slur. In my heart, and you can listen to a two-hour podcast about it if you go back into June 2015. I don't believe that he should have been punished the way he was. So I always try and see the the good in everybody because that's just who I am. I don't believe that I I have the ability as me as a human to judge any man because I'm no better than anybody else. This predicament it, it's so it's so difficult because it's um I think Mike you said it you said it best with yours which is sort of what sways me a little bit because you're like say imagine the WWE puts Chris Benoit in the Hall of Fame and they have the pomp and circumstance and the whole fe- ceremony and everything. And what's Nancy's family thinking when they're watching this? What is, you know, the grandparents or whoever's alive still of, da- of Daniel thinking? And, and and that kind of changes things because that's like, say, you know, the bo- the Boston bomber or, you know, the Oklahoma bomber or any, any of these, the guy who, who shot up the, the Batman movie in Aurora, Colorado. Like, what if they those people who are killers as well got um notoriety of some sort you know that they should what do the families think so what you're saying like makes sense to me and the same thing i guess you'd say with michael vick michael vick is a piece of shit you know who heard who the dogs um it's the same thing so it's like i try to separate the two um for the best that i can because like you said we've been watching i didn't watch benoit in japan as a pegasus kid um, but I did watch Benoit from Eastern Championship Wrestling well before it was Extreme Championship Wrestling. 
So it's through the ECW, through the WCW, and then through to the WWF to the to the end of, of his life. And I was a big fan of his. I've always been a big fan of Benoit. Um, so and and there's a part of me that um, just my own personal opinion, and I don't have any facts from the other. There is a part of me that believes in what like Chavo Guerrero says, or you know the the conspiracy theory portion of it that maybe Benoit didn't do that because I you know I've seen Benoit in interviews I've seen the documentaries on Benoit I don't know Benoit as a person I've never met the guy I mean I saw him at Orlando <laughs> well from the Orlando and he didn't give us an autograph but he gave other people autographs that was kind of a dick yeah. move and what did he tell us He's with his family. <laughs> yeah, he's with his family, is what he said. Um, yeah, but, said uh, sorry, guys, I'm with my family. And then a half hour later, we see this motherfucker swarmed and signing autographs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a dick move. But, but like, I don't know, man. Well, I just know what I see. And, and, then you, and, and, and mainly the interviews, you know, uh, Jericho or Chavo or anybody who um, knew Benoit, the way, the way they talk about him, like the, the Chris that we know wouldn't do this. So you take all that into account, and I want to believe that Benoit didn't do what he is accused of. But, like, we started the show off, me and Shauna, you said it best, the unknown of what happened during those three days. We don't know that if Benoit killed him. We don't know if Benoit... You know, didn't kill them. It's all allegedly he killed them. We don't know, but because he allegedly killed them, and because the evidence is overwhelming, obviously to the fact that he did, there is some evidence that he didn't. You don't know. You 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 can't put the guy in in the Hall of Fame because what Mike how how Mike said it and and going into this conversation, a part of me wanted to get on here and kind of be like, yeah, let's put Benoit in the Hall of Fame because it um makes a better conversation if we don't all agree and and everything and it'd be a little more, you know, I'll be be the heel on the podcast inside for Benoit, but. As much as I would like to do that, I really can't because, like, I just started thinking, like, you know, how Mike was saying how, you, you know, what what was the family, Nancy's family or Dan, Daniel's family thinking, watching the WWE put Benoit in and, and, and how weird it would be to hear people get up there and say, oh, you know, Chris was a good guy or Chris was this or that and kind of like... Be, like be, be, be. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know? Like, it would be very morbid and very weird and, and just kind of like... I don't know, very uneasy, I at think. The, I, I just don't think that it would oh, be yeah. uh, it would be a good at, thing at to do. At, at the end of the day, it would hurt the amount of pain and it'd just bring all of that back. It would make it so stressed for them. The amount of pain yeah. it caused, it, it's not worth the few hundred or few thousand or mm-hmm. ten thousand fans who are sitting there like, he should be in the Hall of Fame. You, you know what I mean? Right. Because, I mean, yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, you know, for the most part, the, the WWE Hall of Fame is garbage. Well, of course, you know, it's just it's, a sham. Oh, yeah. it's, who, it's who they like. You know, it, it's not mm-hmm. as prestigious as, say, the NFL, and right. or MLB Hall of Fame. It's not. It's uh, who they like, who they choose to put yep. in. Right. You know what I mean? Fucking Kurt Angle didn't get put in until he wasn't fucking with TNA anymore. Now he's a Hall of Fame wrestler. Mm-hmm. Damn, you know, prior to Look at Lex that, Luger. Now we can yeah, yeah, Luger still ain't in there. So, you but know, you it, know what? It's, it's a popularity contest. So, it I mean, really any, any fan who really has a problem with 
Benoit not being in the Hall of Fame for what? Even if you're one of our listeners, please tell me why you have a problem with it. You know, leave a comment. Why do you have a problem with him not being in the Hall of Fame? How does that affect your day-to-day life compared to how it would affect their day-to-day life if he went in? Oh, even if there is a... Sorry, I'm outside and there's a loud-ass motorcycle. Even if there is a 1% chance that he is innocent, oh, well, the damage it would cause, it, it's just, it's not worth it. Not at all, in my opinion. Well, I think you what said it you? best, Mike. The, the the punishment fits the crime. You, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, all this is alleged. Like I said, you know, I don't know if he did or did not do it, but allegedly he did, so let's go with that. The punishment fits the crime. Pete Rose bet on some games. That should not keep you out of the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Terrell Owens, I don't know him as a football player. I know the VH1 show he had. I watched a couple seasons of that shit, the T.O. show. Um, guy seems like a douchebag, but being a douchebag doesn't mean you're not a Hall of Fame player. So I think he should still get in. Mike Michael Vick is a piece of shit and should rot in hell, so fuck him. The punishment meets the crime. Benoit, if he, if he killed his family, then he, you know, he deserves a hell of a lot worse than not getting into the Hall of Fame. So the punishment meets the crime. Well, and Matt, you, you kind of said it perfectly. Right. When you were talking about Hulk Hogan, what WWE did to him, and, you know, obviously we had a two-hour discussion about that, and we could probably mm-hmm. have another two-hour discussion <laughs> about it. But, but, no, the fact of the matter is WWE panicked because mm-hmm. of what Hogan said years ago. That was just a comic. Can you imagine what WWE's reaction would be if someone, if by some chance Vince McMahon goes real delusional and goes, we're going to put him in. Oh my god. The Like Mike said, they're a public traded company. They flipped out when Hogan made a comment years prior to that. Now you're going to put a murderer of... And to me, it's like, not just murder, murdering his child, yeah, murdering child his wife. And, you know, we could say back and forth, like, there might have been, there was probably obviously marital problems between the two but your child your son the person you're supposed to protect from the day that they're born and you just you do that you know but i can i mean i can't even imagine the shitstorm wwe would get from the just everywhere mainstream news media espn because now they have a partnership with them but mm-hmm. it would just it would just mm-hmm. the shit would hit the fan help nancy gray's that piece of, sorry, <laughs> piece of shit she would have a field day with it because i remember when chris benoit died all of a sudden she's naming all these wrestlers that died young but it was like yeah but none of them you don't know how they died they didn't kill anybody they right. you know either died of yes drugs or um you, you know owen hart you know died in a tragic accident you know and um, i have no respect for her uh, any chance she has to trash pro wrestling without all the facts, I know. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, they it would just flip if, like I said, they're ignoring Hogan. Not so much now. They're trying to bring him back. But right. it took two years, you know, and they just flipped out when he said a comment years prior. So, I mean, yeah, it just, unfortunately, to even the listeners... It will not happen. Chris Benoit will not go into the Hall of Fame. It will not happen. Unless by some miracle, and guys, I don't know if you've heard this, but for years I've had wrestling fans 
who truly believe Chris Mama had nothing to do with it say, oh, it was Kevin Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Like, I have heard that rumor for ever, almost ever since it happened. So, Me too. unless they can come up with some way where they find out he did not do it, I mean, it would still take years. If they were to find out, it would still take WWE a while to even put him in for that, but he's I, it's not going to happen. It's just, well, the funny thing no is, way. though... You're not really doubt that Kevin had anything to do with this. Well, you know, there are a lot of theories out there about Kevin Sullivan being, you know, because he was married He was married to Nancy, ten, uh, Nancy. Ten, yep. 10 years prior to that. Kevin Sullivan supposedly, allegedly, whatever, is, is a satanic cult leader of a, of a certain cult. I don't know the name of it. I don't get into all that. So, the but, alliance like, against Hulkamania, Matt. That's what it is. <laughs> Sullivan! <laughs> but, but I mean there's a lot of that stuff and he apparently told Nancy or not Nancy I'm, I'm sorry he told Benoit at one point that he was going to kill him when when uh, Benoit got with Nancy while all three of them were with WCW there's a lot of stuff that goes into that and you, you know I have no idea if Kevin Sullivan had anything to do with it obviously you know he would never admit it and obviously the, the district attorney it was their job to research all that before making decision they didn't necessarily research all of it hence all the unknowns the uh, so i don't know about sullivan or that conspiracy the only reason why a part of me believes that maybe benoit is innocent um for one i don't understand how you send text messages after your the coroner pronounces you they dead if you know if you're dead on sunday how are you saying text messages monday morning i don't understand that i don't understand how you Man, wasn't it like his phone was off though? And then once they turned the phone back on, that's be- that's when it sent. Well, I, I supposedly, from what Chavo says in, a, in an interview, um, he got the text messages that said the dogs were in the back by the pool or something like that, and the garage was open, and the text came before they were notified of Benoit being dead. They were still it, trying to get a hold of him. I- and actually, was didn't he get the text message like during the pay per view because they were having a pay per view? Because yeah. um, he was supposed to fight CM Punk for the ECW title, and all of a sudden they had to right. just put in Johnny Nitro in there. <laughs> right. But so, like, so you have that they have the text messages, and you have that the wife was killed on a Friday night, and the son killed a Sunday on, on a Saturday morning, and he didn't kill supposedly himself until. Um, Sunday. Also, Nancy was sedated. The, the toxicology report found sedation uh, drugs inside her system. Chris Benoit was sedated. Why would you sedate yourself if you're going to kill yourself anyways? That makes no sense. But the the biggest thing to me is all that stuff is you know circumstantial, whatever. The biggest thing to me of why I want to believe that he is innocent and, and we have no idea we'll never know honestly but i want to believe because and as bad as this sounds and i don't mean to be bad but um i can see you know if somebody somebody can assault their wife i don't believe in ever ever laying a single finger on a woman i've never hit a woman in my life i've raised my voice to my wife and the six years been together i've raised my voice to my wife so me personally obviously no but people it happens people assault their wife people assault their husband there's a fucking whole tv show called snapped on oxygen about people snapping on their wife i can see certain people certain kinds of people letting domestic abuse get that far I cannot see ever 
and less a normal person hurting their child. I cannot ever in a million years see that happen. And I know it does happen. You you know the alleged that Casey Anthony or different people you see that have that have hurt their child. Um, usually, child at a young age. Benoit, you know all the stories of a loving father and and and, and Daniel meant more to him than anything in in this world. And you take all those things like like how you know Mike talked about your daughter, Sean talked about your daughter, things like that. Um, I can't understand how somebody could kill their child and then then you wait a whole twenty four hours before you kill yourself. Well, what were you doing this twenty four hours? That's one thing that's always boggled me too. It's like to like you know again, yeah, we're not at all condoning domestic violence but right no not at all happen where it gets escalated mm-hmm. to that point but yeah you wait a day then you kill your child but yeah then you wait another day to do it yourself that's another mm-hmm. thing that's always bothered my mind like if, if something happened to my kid I mean I I don't know what I do I mean I don't even want to think about it especially but if you did if, it <laughs> you if know? I were to take but if I were to take my own life It'd probably be right away or after, you know, maybe after the services and stuff like that. But obviously I'm not responsible for what happened. So I just don't understand how, while this is probably real morbid thinking, the bodies are still in your home. Mm -hmm. You know, allegedly the bodies are still in the home and then you decide to. So your dead wife has been in the house for two days already rotting and then your son is already body isn't it's just in god i don't even like thinking about it but mm-hmm. yeah it's that's one thing that yeah. always bothered my mind it's like why would you wait so the one thing you want to think about too is like and not to get to, you know too morbid on the subject it is kind of a morbid subject but like the one thing you got to think about too is the fact that he's he was probably like after he killed Nancy and with the drugs or being sedated, he was probably in a state of panic, an extreme state of panic. I'm like, holy fuck, what yeah. do they do? You know, and then you're, he's probably debating on what he's going to do about the kid. A rational person would have taken the kid to a police station or somewhere, you know, and be like, hey, take my kid. I got some shit I got to take care of, you know, and and then figure out what you're going to do next, kill yourself or whatever. Um, and then him sedating himself, which sounds pretty much selfish, is the fact that he, he probably planned on killing himself and he didn't want to feel any pain. You know, yeah. so he probably just, like, numbed his body with a bunch of painkillers and then just, you know, and then did the thing and stuff like that. And that's what he did, but... I, I just, I just, as we're talking about this, I'm just envisioning him an extreme anxiety panic attack, especially right after Nancy dies, and then he's scrambling to figure out what he's going to do about the kid, and then, you know, I mean, it's 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 a whole twenty four hours later, yeah, and it's like, dude, it's whole it's a whole twenty four hours later, so no matter what drugs you were on or whatever case might have been, steroids, you know, there's all so many different allegations. He could have just easily taken the boy and dropped him off somewhere. Be like, some shit went down, please take him, and I'll contact you later. Just Mm -hmm. just take him, you know, and then leave. That's all you gotta do, leave. And then, you know, and then fucking do what you gotta do and go from there. 
That's why that I have different. a hard time believing it, man. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I just, I don't understand. Like, like you said, he kills Nancy. Maybe and people keep saying roid rage. Well, I don't know any roid rage that lasts, you know, three days. But okay, maybe. Um, no. But he kills Nancy, and then 12 hours later, you kill... If you kill Nancy in roid rage or domestic abuse or whatever it is, 12 hours later, whatever you're mad about, whatever got you so hyped and so angry and so, you know, to that point, it's gone by 12 hours. Your body can't withstand a panic attack or roid rage or whatever for 12 hours. You know what I mean? You you have to be drained or normal thinking, maybe freaked out because what you did if you did do it, but you can't be in that that anxiety crazed state twelve hours later to kill your son, unless you well, know. Didn't, they, didn't someone take a picture of him like during that time period too? Like he went out. To, I forgot what he was to the doctor's office. Oh, he yeah, went, okay. He went to the doctor's yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, a picture of him. He's just wearing a hat, doing his, you know, typical smile. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, yeah. well, you know, yeah, when smile, was that yeah. taken, you know, during that time frame? And, yeah, who knows? Well, here's the it thing. It might have been when he was getting the maybe, drugs to sedate him. Who knows? Maybe he actually is a psychopath. Maybe yeah. he actually was. I mean, Well, that's and, true. you know, I was going to say mm-hmm. the same thing that, that you were saying, like, as far as... You know, maybe he killed Nancy, and then, you know, thought, shit, what am I going to do? Da-da-da. And, you know, he could have been drugging himself the whole time. And obviously, this is all speculation on all of our parts. But, right. you know, um, not that I'm proud of it, but, you know, I have committed domestic abuse, and I did take domestic violence classes. And, you know, some of the things that I've learned, I learned there. I'm so glad I took the classes because it's helped my relationship. But that's a whole other story. But you know, they tell us like how to own up to it, and it's not called choking. It is called strangulation. So when you put your hand around someone's neck, and you got to think about how strong, you could kill them with 15 seconds. Within 15 seconds, they can be dead just from choking. Especially a, a, a woman, you know, who's not as strong or whatnot. So. I mean, all it takes is a 15-second fit where it's like, shut up, shut up, and he could be so angry. Oh, fuck, she's dead. You know, and then the, the rest could have just happened, like, as, you know, fuck, what am I going to do now? And even if he did have 12 hours, he could have still been considering it and could still be getting fucked up. You know, he could be drinking, and then... Who, well, that was the knows? thing. You just mentioned that drinking. They, they said that there was a... Uh... Uh, the crime scene photos that are available, you can look at them on YouTube, showed in the report, the district attorney's report said there were countless empty beer cans crushed up by Benoit's body where it was hanging at. But toxicology report says there was no alcohol of any kind, of any sort, in Benoit's system. So who was drinking the beer cans and how come the district attorney never tested those to for any type of, you know, uh, any, any evidence or anything? Like, there should be some sort of DNA on those beer cans. Somebody's lips had to touch I'm those sure, cans. I'm sure they did test it. I'm almost yeah. positive they did test it. And more than likely, those cans just did not stir up. Who, who knows? Those cans could have been from a long time ago. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. for instance... You know, like, I smoke outside, and that's where I smoke, and I throw cigarettes. And then you find my body there, but you don't find any signs of nicotine in my system. But that's outside, not in your not in your weight room, right where your body's well, hanging can, at. I'm kind of a messy person, man. I got two empty Diet Coke cans. 
uh, in my bedroom that I haven't drank <laughs> in a couple days. Uh, <laughs> you, to, you know, but I'm just saying that. that may have no, been what Mike well, that's the saying, thing. You know, that's the thing, though. That that there are. There are logistical reasons for all of it to have happened, but there's also just a little shred of, you know, that uh, the old saying is you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. Like in my head, I don't feel like there is significant evidence to approve beyond a reasonable doubt that he did do it. There's overwhelming evidence that he did, but not enough to beyond a reasonable doubt because like Sean, that we started this whole show up an hour ago, You like you said, Sean, three days there's so much unknown of what happened in those three days right. that we just don't know. And I think that's why we're all well, fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no, you know, Matt, you, you're not 100% that he did this. And it could be true that by the off chance, you know, allegedly, maybe he didn't do it. And then that leaves the question, who or what <laughs> yeah, the hell who happened? Did? <laughs> and we'll never know, unfortunately. But, right. like, I always believe, and this is just me, I have no evidence to support this. I mm-hmm. do believe him and his wife were having marital problems. I think they even said they were going to separate. And I think he even took time off WWE because they were having issues. So, I think what happened was, for whatever reason or another, you know, again, we don't condone domestic violence, but I, I think, yeah, in a fit of rage, he, you know, he killed her. And, you know, I think what he, for Daniel, I don't think it was out of rage that he killed him. I think it was more like what Josh said, panicking and almost Cover like up. maybe in a state of depression, maybe just saying, oh my God, Daniel, I am so sorry what I did to your mother. I don't want you to see this. I don't want you to go through this. I'm not saying I could donate in any way, shape, or form, but I, that's just what I believe what was going through his mind. Mm-hmm. And then once he knew what he had done, then he took his own life. But that's just my theory. I have nothing to, you know, to back it up to prove it. That's just what I think happened. And that's just all we're going to get, you know, until right. by the off chance someone steps forward or they have the, you know, the hard evidence but you know we can all speculate of what we think happened no absolutely. i mean i sit there yeah, and well. let me ask you all a question let's say you had to stake your life on whether he's innocent or guilty with everything that we know what are you staking your life on i mean i'd put it as guilty as much as i don't want him to be guilty yeah and just with the evidence where it's at right now i mean even if i was a say he was on trial he never killed himself and he's on trial for murder based off all the other uh evidence that's being presented to me i i would there's just more evidence to support that he did it rather than him not but yeah that's just me though and here's almost a reason i'm kind i know i said earlier i hate when people take their lives after this but god could you imagine if some piece of shit lawyer raised enough reasonable doubt to where he'd go free. That's just... Well, and, you know, kind of... This is kind of a weird analogy, but, you know, Mike and I watch football, and, you know, when there's a a call being questioned, uh, you know, sometimes there has to be a substantial amount of evidence to basically overturn a certain call. And so far, there's just, to me, not enough evidence to overturn him to be an innocent. There's just too much yeah. against Nothing's him. Nothing's definitive. Yeah. yeah. And there's, 
and to go back to the the Kelvin Kevin Sullivan theory, I mean, it's a pretty good theory and it makes a pretty good story. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, nothing has come public that shows any right. any inch of evidence that he was on the property during the murders. Where like, where was he even located? You know, was he even in the state? I mean, you could you could assume he lived in Atlanta because they're all you know WCW alumni. So I mean, it, it's good to assume that he was in Atlanta, um, but he was never on the property, you know. But like, I, I mean, I, I don't know if you go like he probably got questioned. But I mean, if you think about it, every wrestler got interviewed when this thing went down. True. Um, but I hate, to, I hate to, I hate to sound like a broken record, but it's like when the when the OJ thing happened. There was, like, I mean, yeah, the old story says, oh, there was overwhelming evidence, you know, against OJ. But, like, there was evidence against OJ. There was stuff there that, that proved. Kevin, there was nothing there. There was nothing there. So it just, it just makes a good story, you know. It's like, it's a, it's a good possibility. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's, nah, it's, just, it's just so unlikely that Kevin had anything to do with it. It's definitely, uh, you know, a murder-suicide you know, and that's uh, that's it. And we'll still talk about this. Like right now, we're just talking about OJ, and o- they just did an OJ in America, and here we are, what, twenty three years later, and it's still being talked yeah. about. I mean, they did a mini series on it, and I'm sure the next ten years, there it's still going to be talked about. It's definitely to me, this is just me. I think it's the number one wrestling tragedy of all time. Just because of all the parties that were involved in the end result. Uh, second to me is either the passing of Eddie Guerrero or the passing of Owen Hart. But, you know, with this one, there was other casualties. It wasn't just mm-hmm. Chris Benoit that died. Yeah, the the uh, Brody Bruiser. I hope I'm saying his name right. Bruiser Brody. Uh, Bruiser Brody. Yeah, mm-hmm. his death is pretty tragic. And Dino Bravo, say. too. You know, he was Dino Bravo murdered, too. Yeah, I mean, and they still don't know what happened. Right. Right. So I mean, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of dark stories. Listen to these guys. Oh, yeah. That's the uh, that's the wrestling business, man, and not the sports entertainment business, but the wrestling business. There's a very dark uh, underbelly to to it. With, you know, a lot of a lot of there's a lot of uh, good things that come from it, but there's also a lot of bad things. Uh, real quick, I'm going to go around the table here for some closing thoughts. And Sean, I'll start with you. Just some closing thoughts on the Benoit situation. Then we're going to wrap this show up here. Um, it's been a lot of been a lot of fun. I'm glad we, we did do it. So thank you, Sean, for the uh, yeah. <laughs> for bringing it up. It was, it was a lot of fun show. But Sean, <laughs> funny enough, I don't think I saw five movies yet. 2017. <laughs> no, I was just being reminded like God, ten years already. And it's almost still fresh in my mind that it still happened. But my main thing was I was going to say is, you know, we can, you know, we can all definitely criticize wrestling right now. There's so much bad right now. But the bad that's going on in wrestling has nothing to do with steroids. It doesn't have anything to do with, you know, concussions or anything like that. It's now, Mm -hmm. you know, we, it's all being criticized based on horrible storytelling and stuff like that. But I think that's just how far we've come now where, you know the bad part of wrestling it's not steroids right now it's not former wrestlers passing away because of drug related issues or steroid issues so I think that's another how far WWE has come as well absolutely absolutely alright Mike any closing thoughts on the Chris Benoit situation tragedy for lack of a better term 
there no? Nope. You're all, all, all <laughs> talked Absolutely. out. Okay, that's all right. Uh, yeah, Josh, yeah, yeah, typical Canadian. You know, I'm uh, just kidding. No, I had my phone on mute because I was outside and there's a lot of traffic. So, but uh, and I forgot I had it on mute, so I had already said that. But no, I think you know, blaming it on concussions and painkillers, like. I'm sorry, you know, like, that's just, like, shit that people are saying now. You know what? Concussions and shit, you know, they don't cause you to do stupid shit like that. You know, it, it you know, it may shorten your life, but it doesn't shorten other people's lives. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I, I'm i not buying that as the excuse, you know, the reason and whatnot. Yeah, people get, you know, addicted to painkillers, but, you know, I've never heard someone say, yeah, man, I took 10 Norcos and I fucking snapped. Mm-hmm. It doesn't typically happen. So oh, I take prednisone, and I'll have, and I'll fully admit I'm on so much prednisone right now because it works on an immunosuppressant for the kidney. And there's times I have mood, you know, mood swings or rage, but never has it ever ever gotten to a point where have I physically inflicted any type of harm towards my kid or anything like that. Like it's gotten to a point. Like if I get really upset about something, I'll just tell my daughter, "Hey." I need to go upstairs real quick to cool off, or I need to—I just need to go in the other room to cool off. It's nothing you did. I just need to cool off. And that's, yeah, you know, but I wouldn't, yeah. So it's also me too. Like I need to, like I recognize it, and then I'm like, okay, I need to take myself out of the situation or calm down. And it's never gotten to the point where I've inflicted any type of harm to my daughter ever. I guess I'm just tired of the society and where that we try and blame everything but the person can we just say mm-hmm. he was crazy as fuck he was he was fucking mm-hmm. psychotic you know sometimes people never like a lot of the biggest serial killers you know i know a lot of times this is on you know like tv or whatnot but like law and order every time you watch law and order and there's some kind of psychopath what's the first thing of the people they interview say he didn't seem like the type i would have never guess she would do that right. but, you know? and that's yeah. always the first thing anyone says they didn't seem like that. Well, they were very good at being fucking psycho. That's why. Some psychos yeah. reveal it. Some don't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the kids that like went and shot up Dexter. the school. <laughs> yeah, it's Dexter, perfect example. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not all about. Like I hate when people try and take the responsibility and the accountability away, and try and put it on something else. Like when I put my hands on my ex-wife. Yes, I was drunk, but, like, I love what someone in my, uh, what the teacher told me, you know, and what he said to people when they're like, oh, I was drunk, that's why I did it. He said, so, when you get drunk, do you want to fuck your mother? And they're like, what? No? Oh, gross. And he's like, exactly. You know better whether you've been drinking or not. You know it's wrong. So, I mean, no, I, I think he was just a psychopath, you know, and he hit it very well. And if you look at him, like, kind of look at him. You could kind of see that there, like someone told you that guy's psycho. You didn't know him from Adam, and you looked at him. You're like, oh yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that when I look at. Him. I remember when they said, "Oh, he wasn't taking steroids," and I would look at him. And go, wait, really? <laughs> like you're believing yeah. that? Like you could just look at him, and I knew like he was just so ripped, especially for his size. You know, he did not yeah, look right. like an average human being. You know, he was shorter, and he just had it. It almost like his upper body. I kind of always make the joke of myself. I have the upper body of a regular sized person, but you look at my legs like, no, that it, you know, it's short. 
you know, and that's kind of how he was. Like he, he looked like say, um, almost like a Rick Root in the upper torso, but he had short legs. You know, he did not look normal. And when they said, "Oh, no steroids at the time were found," I'm like, "Wait a minute, really?" Like I knew just by looking at the guy. I knew, even before he died, I was like, "Oh, he's on something." I, I, I will say this. You know, and you know, and this is a page out of Matt's book, finding the good and everything. This really made WWE, even though I don't think it had anything to do with it, take a look at their wellness program and everything. Yeah, that's you know, what I was. Yeah, I mean, some good did come out of it, and me personally, and then I'll, I'll cut it short because I know Matt's got to watch America's Got Talent, gay, um, but fucking, I, I honestly think WWE should cut back on the house shows. Like if your your TV yeah. product is is what brings you fans, and if your wrestlers are able to stay healthy, and you keep them happier, it's gonna make for a, a really good product to put these guys out there that many times and ask them to do this and expect for them to not fucking turn to a painkiller and get hooked on them. I have friends that got hooked on painkillers, not because they're a drug addict, but because. You know, something happened, they got on painkillers, and they just kept taking them. So these guys who are constantly in pain throughout the year, of course they're going to be on painkillers. No fucking mm-hmm. shit. That's like asking a guy to walk fucking uh, uh, 50 miles through the desert and not drink too much water. They're going to fucking drink water, they're going to take mm-hmm. painkillers. So I well, look at Austin and Angle before... That. Yeah, before the Benoit thing, real quick, it, look at Austin and Angle. Austin left, and at the and in no way do I justify how he left, but he also said, like, look, I had to leave too because I was just banged up and shit. I was on stuff. Like, I was not in a good place. Or look at Shawn Michaels. Look at Kurt Angle. You know, when he first initially left the WWE, he was like, dude, I was on painkillers the whole time. Like, I was hurting like hell, and TNA just offered him a softer schedule. I still think he should not have wrestled at that time, but before the Chris Benoit thing, and now here's Angle like he wants to wrestle, and WWE's like, you gotta pass our physical, You got we gotta make sure you're not on anything. So, I mean, yeah, the like Mike said, the whole thing has really you know, look at Daniel Bryan. You know, they won't clear him because of his concussion issues. You know, ten years ago, they would have just probably have just let him wrestle. Exactly. Right. Josh, what are your final thoughts on the Benoit uh, tragedy? Then we're going to wrap this up. Um. Yeah, and I'll keep it quick. Uh, I know Matt got to watch his show. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 hey, it's with my kids, man. It's with my kids. Jeez. <laughs> Just do what I do with Raw. Just watch the clips on YouTube. <laughs> Well, I don't. I, I'll be I, honestly. I don't really care about the show because it's just audition process right now. But the Mike, it's or uh, Matt, it's okay if you are. No, no, I really don't. My show, I'll, I'm my show. I'm be honest. Is tom- tomorrow. I, I love Big Brother. American that comes Idol. back. No, fuck American Idol. No, Big Brother. I love Big Brother. I think that's a great show. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. America's Got Talent. I don't. It's just one of the shows that it's like one of the few shows in the two or three that me, my wife, and my kids could all watch together. So, which is so fucking rare since I don't really watch a lot of shit that they can watch or would like to watch. I don't. My kids don't get to watch a lot of the bad stuff like I watch. So. <laughs> Back to you, Josh. But, um, <laughs> uh, 
But um, I would say, yeah, there's definitely the E and the E. And it's, uh, I mean, we're definitely settled on the Hall of Fame thing, but at least I am. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I will definitely say this. He had a really nice catalog of matches. Um, just to go through some quick highlights of some good stuff that put a little positivity into, into the show, into the situation. Um, like when the four when the four radicals showed up on Ross when they left WCW is definitely a really exciting moment uh, when Benoit was part of that that whole fold. Benoit did a uh, Owen Hart Chibi match against Bret Hart on Nitro, which is a phenomenal wow. match. I think most of I think most WCW matches are shit, but I mean I, it, you know some. And, uh, but not I at thought first, not one, at first though. <laughs> no, not at first, but like. This is a really good match, and I thought they put on a really yeah. good performance and a really good tribute to Owen. And then at the end of the day, too, um, you know, bringing up Jericho and a few others again. Yeah, he's he's part of that Canadian fold, um, kind of like he's actually part of that whole dungeon, that two heart thing too. So it's just like it's it's that's just that's the yin of the whole situation. But it is a sad ending. It's very tragic. Um, yeah. It, I, I don't blame WWE erasing him from history and Hall of Fame and all that type of shit. Um, but, yeah, he, he does have some pretty good matches and stuff like that, too. But very sad. Very sad shit. Yeah, you know, I guess I just um, will agree with you, Josh, to, to obviously that's it's a sad ending. It's a, it's a very tragic incident. And like Sean said, it's probably the most... Uh, uh, tragic things happen in the world of wrestling. Um, you know, I don't don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Going into this, I was kind of on the fence. I wasn't sure. I, you know, listening to you guys and t- looking at the real world of, of it all, he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I wish that. Um, I would say I wish that WWE wouldn't have completely erased him from history, just because. The character that was on the TV shows and that the, the guy who performed in the ring, I I still enjoy his matches. I can I can separate the two, but I don't think that there should be any kind of celebratory you know moments or accolades that go along with his career. He had the career. It's happened. It's come. It's gone. It's over. You know that's that's what it is, but definitely no celebratory. And my biggest thing is, and I know we've already talked about this, so I'm going to end it with this. My biggest thing is that it started the whole show off, and I'll end it with it. Same thing is it's really really unfortunate um, that those three days have so much unknown what happened because not not just for wrestling fans, but on a bigger grander scale. Uh, Benoit's family, his parents, Nancy's, you know, parents, any immediate family or anybody affected by the tragedy, nobody knows what really happened. And if anybody has ever lost somebody for um, something in an unknown situation, like, you know, my family has, and I'm sure thousands of others listening to this have, you know what I'm talking about. When it's the unknown and there's no answers and there's no closures, sometimes if not almost all the time, it's very difficult to move forward. It's always going to be there. You're always going to wonder what happened. And unfortunately, if Benoit is guilty, you know, if he did do this, then that's probably the worst thing that he did was not only did he take Nancy and Daniel from this world, but he basically has robbed their entire family uh, of life as well because you can guarantee 10 years later, you know, we're talking about it now and then we'll move on to something else next week. 
they're going to be thinking about it today, tomorrow, next month, next year, you know, every day. And, and, and it's his really... Immediate, and his immediate family, too. Like, I don't know if his dad is still alive, but I know his dad, his other kids. I mean, this will haunt them forever. Right, yeah, no, any, any, anybody that is directly affected by it, it's, it's just really, yeah. really... Well, man, when you said that, it, you know, it reminded me, and not to bring up, you know, but it reminded me when your nephew, DJ, when we didn't know for those days, when they kept searching and searching, you yeah. know, it, oh, <laughs> just that uncertainty, like you were saying, I'm sure that's kind of what you were related, you know, speaking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you just don't... You know, we didn't we didn't know at that time if my nephew was alive, he was dead, and and then when we found out that he had, you know, he died, we don't we to this day we don't really know exactly what happened. You know, we kind of put the pieces together and the best that you can, but there's we weren't there, so we really don't know, and so that's the unknown. Same thing, you know, my brother passed away, and we've talked about the podcast before. He passed away at four years old. My parents this day. Don't know what happened. They found him in in a, in a lake, uh, but there was no water in his lungs, so he didn't die from drowning. But yet he was in the water. So what happened to a four year old boy? How did he get out of sight and pass away within minutes? Nobody knows. The unknown that my parents still have to deal with to this day. You know, there's uh, same thing in this with the Benoit thing with people all around the world that go through these situations. It's the unknown, and I I keep bringing that up just because I feel like Sean, you, you just hit it so perfectly when he said that that it's unknown and that in itself is is the biggest tragedy because there's no closure mm-hmm. for anybody that was affected and, and and that's just you know because you know for my beliefs and i'm not pushing my belief on anybody else if you don't agree with me that's perfectly fine my beliefs nancy and, and daniel are, are in a much better place they're not dealing with what you know what his their families are you know they're they're better off they're right. in a different play you know but the but people that are still here with no closure they're still hurting every day. They still question and wonder mm-hmm. what happened, you know, and we'll, and we'll never know. And it's it's, it's, it's too bad. It's really unfortunate. Yeah. But um, so guys, sorry that we kind of came back here on a little of a downer, you know, kind of episode. But I think it was a very interesting, very fun episode to discuss and debate and yeah. talk about. So I hope everybody listening, at least if you made it this far, I hope you enjoyed the episode for what it was i know it's not our typical episode but i think that it was a it was a good one and i hope everybody liked it again like i said at the top of the show we'll, we'll be back next week with the top five movies of 2017 hopefully sean can get a one or two more in there to get top really five to movies transformers though and the mummy <laughs> i have not seen transformers and i refuse and i can tell you you can skip the mummy because it's not in my top five that's for sure um <laughs> i think you can that one but golly, I wonder what will be on that list. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We'll we'll be back next week with that list. So until next time. Thanks for listening to the Never Submit Podcast. We appreciate your support and hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe on iTunes. You'll never miss the show. Thanks again for listening to the Never Submit Podcast.